0: First question anyone's going to have after a rookie minicamp, no, after a half hour of a rookie minicamp is, how does so-and-so look? How does he look, especially the first round pick? Well, I can tell you that it's not so much about how they look, it's about how they sound. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in into hockey, and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates where you found this. The rookie minicamp is over, having gone through the weekend on the south side. So Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, and everyone else had their first taste of the Steelers' way and putting on their first helmets, meaning not photoshopped, but for real. Steelers' helmets, they'd actually do that in the locker room, make a little bit of a big deal out of it before they go out. And then they go out in uniform in front of the head coach and the full coaching staff. And they are expected to do, well, not really much of anything. And there isn't really much of anything to see. In fact, on the Steelers' official documentation of this event, it's referred to repeatedly as a walkthrough there'll be the occasional toss here or there, but it's not so much about executing the play physically as it is understanding what the play is supposed to look like. So if there's anything at all to gauge from this session, it's how much do players sound as if they're studying, they're keeping up. Think of it more as a A non-pop quiz. And of course, there's no player at any position that you'd more want, more need to have being up to speed than the quarterback. Which is why all eyes, but also all ears, would be on Kenny Pickett. And, well, let's just say that it all really sounded good. Coming from him. Um, I mean, just kind of just being myself for really, that. I know how to operate. You know, I know what it's supposed to look like at a high level. So if it's not that, I voice that opinion to make sure that, you know, we're trying to get to the same page. And like I said, it's day one. But there's kind of little things that can help guys out with communication and, and stuff like that. And I think as the walkthrough went, you saw that it got cleaner. So that's what you need, because once you get into OTAs uh, and then the the formal mini camp, the full one, and then, of course, you get to Latrobe, you don't get a curve. You've got to be moving along. Do you remember last summer when I reported that the upper management was upset with Kevin Dotson? And do you remember how almost everyone, including You know, regular old media types in Pittsburgh got all, whoa, this is crazy. Look at Kevin Dotson. He's in great shape. Look at him. He looks fantastic. And then Kevin Dotson starts getting in on the act and he starts tweeting pictures of himself looking like he's in awesome shape. And then the guy who conducts his workouts started tweeting out pictures of him showing that he is, in fact, in awesome shape. At which point I had to explain (laughs) to everyone that that's not the only thing that these people look for. The Steelers at this stage want to see readiness. They want to see the athlete being prepared for what they've got to execute, meaning mentally, on the field. That's why, as would later be confirmed by all concerned, they were, in fact, deeply disappointed in the offseason season that Dotson had, because you can't just show up, put on the pads, and say, hey, I'm ready to go. You have to know where the plays are going to go. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. So look, there's nothing to say about how Pickett or Pickens or anybody else there looked. But when you hear uh, Pickett specifically point out that there felt like there was a lot of genuine enthusiasm, like players wanted to go through things faster than what had been scheduled. That's that's excitement, and that's something knowing Mike Tomlin and the way he handles rookies, he loves that. He lives for it. Uh, You'll never see a bigger smile on that man's face than when somebody – who They had just spent all this time, all these months, in some cases years, studying a player. Now seeing them for the first time under his watch, doing what it is that the Steelers do, that's, that's probably at the top of that man's list. Pickett, by every account, aced everything. And that should surprise exactly no one. As Pickett himself would go on to point out, there are big situations that he's going to encounter over the course of this summer. There are big situations that he's going to encounter whenever these veterans come in and it's going to start feeling a little bit like, hey, you know, you know Mitch Trubisky's been a starter in this league. Mason Rudolph's been a starter in this league. And, Pickett's going to be the guy that's got the least experience, the least knowledge, but at the same time is expected to carry himself as not only a leader, but as potentially the leader. It's a strange setting, one that I recall very vividly from when Mason came in and he knew that Ben wasn't even happy with the pick. He thought that the Steelers should have gone and gotten an inside linebacker to replace Ryan Shazier, said so publicly, made things uncomfortable with those two right from the start, but he still had to go out to the huddle and bark at everybody with authority. Well, Pickett, by every account, did that this weekend. That's how he looked, and way more importantly, that's how he sounded. When we come back, just one question. for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Tyler Bernstein, who asks, what is the leash of Matt Canada last year? It said that it was Ben's offense, and he didn't get to implement the whole playbook this year. It's a rookie quarterback, most likely. And if he gets to around a 500 season, do they pull the plug on Canada and pair eight with a new OC, or do they give him another year if the offense struggles? Tyler, you could throw all the scenarios you want about Canada in this direction, and I'm going to come back with the same response. This head coach likes this coordinator. I don't know why, and I know you're going to want me to explain that. I can't, but I can share with you from the inside, very reliably from the inside, I should add, that this head coach loves this coordinator. He has sided with this coordinator in Almost every instance, according to what I've heard, he does not put up with backlash against this coordinator, and that's just the way it is. Now, you know, can that change hypothetically? Sure, of course, anything can change. But I would happen to be completely on your side, judging from the way you asked that question, And that his leash should be really short. Because if you're the coordinator, and you know what, Canada is not an exception in this context. Canada uh, is just like any coordinator who would want to have the pieces that fit what's his dream version of an offense. That doesn't make Canada a monster. Nor, for that matter, is it any reflection on Ben. He was going to have to adjust to Canada as much as vice versa. Probably 50-50, and I don't even know that that's where they met. But when you think about what's supposed to be the prototypical Canada offense, well, you've got yourself your mobile quarterback, a guy who can move to either side, to his right or to his left, roll out. You've got offensive linemen who are pulling all over the place. You've got all kinds of motion between the running back, the wide receivers. Everyone at the line of scrimmage pretty much is expected to be really mobile. And I'm not going to suggest that the Steelers are perfect in all of those facets. They've certainly got a lot of inexperience depending on who they put on the field. But the raw clay is there. And none of this matters in the slightest if he can't adjust or react to specific situations on the field, meaning Canada. And to me, that was the part that was the most unsettling about this guy last year. I'm talking about simple, basic, down and distance stuff. I didn't see it. Did you? I didn't see creativity or imagination. With very few exceptions. Did you? You know, that. that's why I think to an extent you can say, you know, he's got his, his material here and he's going to get some time. But should he have a lot of time to improve upon uh, how awful he was last season? He singularly was last season? <sighs> Look, Tyler, it, what me and you think doesn't matter. The head coach really, really likes him, and the head coach is really, really ready to support him. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I know he's not popular. Believe me, he he fills up probably half of the J1Q entries that come this way in a given week. But I'll tell you this. If you thought he wasn't popular before when he had the 39-year-old quarterback and even a good portion of the fan base would say, well, listen, this is just because of Ben. You know, this is because they don't really mesh. If you thought he wasn't popular before, wait until he's got Kenny Pickett as his quarterback and things don't go well. Believe you me, no one's going to be blaming Kenny for that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow.